0: I've, I've been a part of hosting, I shouldn't say hosted for Mark since you're here, it's a co-host situation today, but as we talked about on Friday, Kyle, I'm in here again, the Magic win the previous night, <laughs> every time I've yeah, done good it, luck, the Charm. Magic
1: have won he the has previous always started year. with Apache, baby, It's insane. Uh, well, you know what though, 33 wins, what was their over-under for the season? 34 and a half right, 35 so they, and a half. Are, they are yeah. quickly getting there it's a little different than every season for the last decade isn't it i did uh, see john hollinger
0: in his preseason predictions had orlando at 32 and 50 john yeah, hollinger he uh, was down on the magic well respected reporter for espn.com analytics guy uh yeah he he did not think that orlando's second half surge last year was indicative that they would come out to play well this year and he thought their offense would take a step back uh, they wouldn't be able to replicate what they had done defensively in the second half of last year. So take that, John Hollinger. <laughs> How's
1: that taste, huh? It's it is the business of uh, making predictions, isn't it? Like, like I tell the the kids all the time at the Dan Patrick School Sportscast. I said you can't be afraid to put your neck out there, and understand that they're always going to remember when you're wrong, and you're going to be wrong sometimes. In fact, you're going to even though you're right more than you're wrong if you're any good at it. They're going to remember when you're wrong. And look, the other part, though, sometimes you're right and wrong at the same time. One of his main reasons, the Magic can't shoot threes, right? And it's something you have to do in modern NBA basketball. Guess what? They still can't shoot threes. They're just winning in spite of it. That's right, right? So he was right and wrong about the Magic. They're finding a way to win. We were talking during the break. We talked a little bit on the bridge about it, about where this Magic team's going, right? Because I think... At this stage in the game, they are 10 games up on Brooklyn after beating them last night. So it's safe to say they're going to at least play one extra game this year. That's the worst. And things really would have had to gone south for them to only get to play one game. Bare minimum, they're going to play two games, right? Or bare minimum, they're playing one. But it's possible right now they're going to play two sitting at the seventh spot. And then you hope beyond that with more games. So we're is the ceiling for this team. Kyle is, well, is, wants to jump in on this. Well,
0: no, because I, I was going to say the ceiling, the question I was going to ask you guys yeah. was the beginning of the year. Yeah. We talked about win totals, but mm-hmm. the question was asked, what's the win total for it to be a successful season? hmm So I said 38, and mostly because I thought 38 would be good enough for the six seed. Six? Potentially. Wow. Okay. Potentially. I said that's where you have to, if you're thinking, I'm sorry, yeah, six seed. Yeah, because the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth—that's right. Six get out of that play-in tournament. The play-in tournament. They fell and landed in thirty-five. They'd get into the play-in tournament. And it looks like that's definitely going to happen, and that would be considered a sec- successful season. So, similar
1: to the same question: What's the ceiling? Is this a successful season? You take that one, Austin. You're the, you're clearly more glass half full than I am. Well, no, not not. I mean, not yet. Uh, I mean,
0: look up up to this point, Orlando has exceeded preseason expectations. But we've got twenty-three games to go in the regular season. I mean, I, I think all Magic fans uh have to have to say to themselves, you know, we have seen this team fall flat before in situations where they play inferior competition. That's been the, the the knock on the magic. If you if you think back the last four or five years, during this run, there have been times when Orlando has played up to its competition. And there have been some great moments where we've beaten some of the best teams in the NBA, but they haven't been able to have any level of sustained success against teams below 500. And that's what's changed this year. Orlando this season is 18-6 and six against teams below 500 in the standings, and that's mostly what they're going to see during the final 23 games. So if Orlando can sustain its level of play that we've seen through 59 games, then they're going to be in the top six. Uh, they will have avoided that play-in, and I think at that point, Finishing in the top six in the East in the regular season, yes, it will absolutely be a success regardless of what happens in the postseason. And obviously expectations change once you get into the playoffs, if the Magic finish sixth or fifth or fourth or, or, or whatever. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I think if, as long as Orlando can continue to play the way they've been playing,
1: it, it will be considered a successful season. We're such a develop an opinion now society. Um, that we're often not fair about our evaluations. But if you think about going to a movie, your expectations going into that movie play a role. And then at some point, even during the movie, have you found yourself saying, man, I'm really liking this. Or, I don't know, I'm a little confused. Or, like, you have feelings about a movie, even like an hour into a movie. And we've all probably been there, too, where we've said, man, this is a good movie. I'm really enjoying this movie. But then you get to the end of the movie, and you're like, oh, that was kind of a letdown. And that's what still is possible for the Magic, as good as the movie's been. And it has been up to snuff. I think we talked about expectations. Like, it has been up to and maybe past what expectations were at this stage in the game. If you were to write down a record, they're one short of, what, 60 games. But at 60 games, if you were to tell... A Magic fan, let's pretend they beat the Jazz, uh, the next, and you hope that they do. That's 34 wins. I think most Magic fans would say, not only is that acceptable, that's great. We're probably in a good position this year. But how does the movie end? As I was talking to you about during the break, is like a lot of it depends on who they play, but they're going to be an underdog, in my opinion, against everyone in the Eastern Conference they can match up against, minus potentially the Knicks. If the Knicks were to slide and Randall doesn't come back, that might be the one series they're actually favored to win. Every other matchup in the Eastern Conference, the Magic are going to be an underdog in Vegas. doesn't mean they can't win. It just means I think they'll be an underdog. So if they were to whimper out and get swept or lose an uncompetitive 4-1 series, it would be a bad end to the movie. And that's still a possibility. Now, the other possibility is it's a great end to the movie. Maybe a sad end. Maybe the hero dies, but you're happy with the movie where maybe they win in the first round. Or maybe they lose the seven-game series, but you're encouraged by how competitive they were against a team that maybe advances to the NBA Finals. And then you're like, all right, this wasn't bad. We can really feel great about going into next year. I think what's great about this season for
0: Orlando is that you've got... Not not only has the, has the, the fan base been engaged and, and you're starting to see the, the city rally a lot of support around the team, but the, the prospects for this team going forward are even bigger and better, right? Because the team is going to have a lot of cap space in the offseason if they make the playoffs, assuming when they make the playoffs, and, they, and if they win a series. You're talking about a team that, that made it to the second round or even had a competitive first-round series that not only has a lot of young rising stars, but a ton of cap room to be able to supplement what they have built. So for the first time, I think in a, in a long time, Magic fans are, are starting to see a, a light at the end of what has been a very long and very dark tunnel,
1: because not only is the team ascending this year, but it's set up for success beyond this year. Mm-hmm. No, I, and like the text line 50857, someone asked, why are you giving them a ceiling? If you don't think a ceiling exists with the roster as it's currently constructed this year, then you're probably too optimistic as a fan. And you're probably setting yourself up for disappointment if you think, that the Magic, as they sit, are going to win an NBA championship. Uh, like There's very few teams in that bucket, I think, this year. And I think it's a weird year. We were talking, and we talked about that a little bit more, about the stars of the league and just the standings of the league and who's going to advance in these playoffs. The bucket might have a few more teams in it this year, but the Magic aren't quite to that bucket. But the nice thing is, as you said with a Magic fan, you believe that if they make the right moves this offseason, and I think we would agree this is going to be a very pivotal offseason for them because they're going to have a lot of roster decisions to make and free agency moves to discuss, now you could put yourself going into next year into thinking about, now you're where Minnesota is, or you're where Oklahoma City is, or you're where Cleveland is, where they believe they're in that championship discussion. But for this year, I think you're excited, I think you're happy, and you're still in wait and see. Let's see how the movie ends before we judge whether or not the season was a total success or a disappointment. It can't be a failure. Even a 4-0 sweep in the first round wouldn't necessarily be a failure. It's still a step forward. It would just be a disappointing ending.
0: Yeah, it, it, it would be a sad and, and tragic ending if, in a lot of ways if you're thinking about a movie reference. But um, I, I think if you, you, have to, you have to think back to where the team was a couple years ago even where they were at the start of this season, where the thought was, yeah, I think they're going to make the play-in. Maybe if a lot of things go right, maybe they can find themselves in the top six and not having to worry about a play-in. That was a like perfect scenario, right? Mm-hmm. That was like the, the, the happy ending at the end of the movie was a top six in the regular season. Now you think about how things have changed. For me, the expectation... Is that the Magic should finish in the top six given their current standing and their remaining schedule?
1: So and what's going on in New York and Philadelphia? I correct. think we both agree that's going to affect them in the standings potentially. No doubt. Yeah. no doubt.
0: I mean, again, the Magic have 15 of their last 23 at home. They have the easiest remaining schedule in the league in that they play a lot of games that are against teams that are below 500. So, assuming they take care of business, assuming there are no uh, significant injuries here in the final 23 right. games, which Knock you can never wood. you can never assume with the Magic. Um, but assuming that goes well, I, I think, for me, the, it's like uh, the concert ends, right? It, I mean, you, you made a movie reference. The concert ends, and you are, like, thrilled. It was an amazing show. We finished sixth. The show was awesome. I'm driving home happy. Wow, they're coming out? There's an encore? We're going to get a little more? Oh, this is amazing. Right. You know, so I, I think we've taken something that's, that's really good, and it's got the potential to be great. In terms of a ceiling, I, I mean, look, No one's beating Boston. In in my opinion, no one's beating Boston in the East. They are far superior to every other roster in the Eastern Conference. Even if Embiid comes back and plays at an MVP level, Boston
1: is superior to everyone in the East. They're in the conversation to be historically great. Yes. Like, if we want to have that conversation, that's where they're at right now.
0: Yeah. So, to me, the ceiling for the Magic would be an Eastern Conference final. The floor is that you get swept in the first round of the playoffs. But anything in between... Again, the future is still extremely bright.
1: We have, uh, again, a bit of a combo platter today, which is good. Sometimes combo platters are the way to go, right? You get a sampling of this and a sampling of that. And Austin lined up a really cool guest for us coming up in our next segment. You want to tell us a little bit about what's going on? Yeah, we've got Matt Brown, who writes the Outstanding Extra Points
0: newsletter. He covers the business of college sports, but a huge part of his focus over the last several years has been doing more reporting than anyone else on the return of EA Sports College Football. He has more insight than anyone into how that game is developed, what it will be, and some of the cool things related to our in-state schools. So coming up on the other side of the break, we'll talk to Matt Brown, who writes the Extra Points newsletter. We'll ask him about EA Sports College Football, and also the potential for college athletes to unionize and become employees. That's another big story in the business of college sports. We'll talk to Matt about that and more coming up. This is a Wednesday edition of the Beat of Sports here on FM 96.9 The Game.